I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I'm Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we have a very interesting episode. We're going to be talking about how do we increase the power of our mind. We're going to be talking about meditation. We're going to be talking about focus. We're going to be talking and geeking out on some of the science behind it. It's going to be a mind-expanding podcast. So I have two guests with me and I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves because it gives you a chance to get familiar with their voice as well. So, Arshal? I'm Harshal. I'm Ayush's co-founder at Level Supermind. <laughs> and Level Supermind is an app that we've been building. We launched in September. And yeah, we're very excited on this journey. And that's where I'm spending half my time. So half my time is spent building Level Supermind. Half my time is spent building Shebang. So I'm running both of these companies right now. And yeah, I'm really excited about everything that one can unlock through the mind. Amazing. When did you start Level Superman? I mean, we've been building for about a year and a half before, mm-hmm. but we launched, we released publicly in September. Amazing. So, till now, we are fortunate that we've got a good support. We've got over 300,000 users using the app and we keep getting feedbacks. So we're improving every day, but that's what we're doing with Level Superman. And leveling up is all about improving in any case. So yeah, that's absolutely. All right. And Ayush. Hello, my name is Ayush. I'm also one of the co-founders of Harshil. I joined Level, like we started Level two years back. I joined as an intern and then slowly was promoted or like uplifted to co-founder. Leveled up, way to use the level yeah, concept. Leveled up. Leveled, <laughs> up. leveled up to the co-founder level. I graduated from IIT Madras. During pandemic time, I had a lot of time. And during that time, the entire concept of self-growth and all that thing started interesting me and very excited for today's podcast. Why did you join the company? What was so exciting about this particular aspect of life? That Sure. It was like I was in my final semester and I had a lot of time because COVID was there, college was closed. And during that time, since I had a lot of time, I was getting bored. Getting bored is very important. So I was getting bored and I started studying how to materialize my ambition. I'm an ambitious person. So I was studying how to materialize my ambition and I realized to build a very scalable business, I need to be scalable first. And while I was breaking down how to be scalable first, I realized that for the mind, I need to do certain things for the body, I need to do certain things for the soul, I need to do certain things. And in that process, I went to Vipassana for 10 days. And once I was there, it was very new. I was not a pro meditator, didn't believe, didn't know enough first in the magic of, let's just say a stable mind. And when I came out, Somewhere my intuition hit. I saw his podcast with Ranveer Alabade. He's also one of our co-founder. And I have a weird intuition which sometimes guide me. The heart. The heart guides. So I was like, no, I need to reach out to Harshil. And it was a very random Instagram text where I messaged him saying that I think we can work together and create a dent. And I have a feeling we can do it together. Can you mentor me to do that? And I sent my resume and then he asked me. And within two days I landed in this beautiful city, Mumbai. It was a very weird time. Like COVID was there. Everyone was dying. My parents was not, they didn't, (laughs) yeah, they didn't know. Like, why would you go during a COVID time? And from there it started. Podcasts can be very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Podcasts can be powerful and DMs can be powerful, right? Instagram DMs, you have no idea the kind of stuff that actually works from there. And I think from my end, you know, I, I always say this and I say this with utmost frankness that nobody from IIT ever wrote to me. Hmm. So for me, it was like, hey, somebody from IIT is so interesting. <laughs> interesting. Why don't you just come down? Hmm. You know, let me send you the let's figure out this flight ticket stuff. And you why don't you just come down? 
and we hadn't really you know started the company till then we were just forming the base of what the product needs to be and that's when ayush came in and we said okay at least you start working as an intern in what we are starting to form but very quickly the ethic that he had and the you know the detail orientation that he had and i think that's what works between the three of us actually ranveer and i are a bit more macro all over the sky. place mm. let's you know like let's 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 think as big as we can and we're good with execution and i'm not saying ayush is not good with blue sky but what he brings to us is really you know the detail of how to really get something really really solid done so there's this theory of you know the kind of shape that you are mm. you're either a triangle or you're a square or you're a circle so i'm more of a triangle you're a triangle which is like look forward look big mm. and focus on the bottom line and really just try to open up avenues and sometimes you're often a combination correct so i think ayush according to me is a great triangle square mm. because the square along with you know see being focused on what we can be and make the dent with the ambition is also very analytical and is able to break things down so carefully and they typically the best people for process so that is where you know i think our partnership i thought made a lot of sense so very quickly we elevated him from intern to it was a small company so we said you know head of product to chief of operations to co-founder so it was a pretty quick journey whoosh whoosh amazing yeah. Yeah but it was more than like more than the elevation i think it was just the clarity that you know as we spoke more and we spent more time together and as we started realizing that we're reading a lot of the same things we are while we're reading the same things we're bringing in different perspectives on that same thing that we're reading that you know this is going to be fun to build something together and then the purpose started getting a bit stronger with respect to what we're trying to do with the product also and then how you all decided to choose into it but let's talk about these aspects first you know like meditation focus all these mm. things that we were discussing before the show so like when i say the word focus right this is something mm. that i get asked all the time so whenever mm. i'm doing an instagram live or the questions that come in for the podcast it's all how do i focus more where does focus come from what are your thoughts on focus this is open to both of you all can speak as and when how i understand focus i think focus is a characteristic you don't have to do it it happens when your mind is like still so what is focus focus is the ability to do whatever you're doing to be there and do it without thinking about future past be there let's say if i'm focusing on listening to you the degree of focus can reach to a level where if i'm saying the word light the l enter light the time frame can be felt it all is possible when your mind is still it's not jumping to future it's not thinking about past if you see very carefully the characteristic of mind is to either think about future or think about past and with practice you do nothing of both and then whatever happens is magic and that's what i think meditation is one of the smartest tool to practice to be in the present moment because i was on a podcast yesterday and was asked this question about you keep saying be present be present what does be present mean and i was saying exactly this when you are in the past you are only living from a place of sadness or worry because you are remembering 
events that have happened. And when you're in the future, you're only being creative. You're coming up with anxieties and fears, etc. So interesting mm-hmm. the way that you exist in these two time frames. But when you realize how to, and we talk about habits, to come back into the present, it makes such a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other thing, just taking off, and I love when Ayush uses the word meditation as a tool. Because I think otherwise it's too overhyped as, you know, either something too, I mean, spirituality is another domain. But I think I love the fact that we start looking at it as a tool. And a good tool with respect to focus is that, you know, when you're sitting in the process of meditation, one of the things we recorded early on in the app is a series on focus. So it's a seven part series on cultivating focus. And one of the tools that, you know, within this meditation practice, we looked at saying that when coming from the school of mindfulness, which is that when you're sitting still, you watch your mind go and then you bring it back. But the other thing that we added as a dimension is that when you catch your mind wandering you actually give it a smile so you're giving it a you know positive reinforcement saying look I've got you and I'm kind of bringing you back at this moment so the moment that your mind wanders is actually you know gaming your mind to a moment of victory that I've seen you wander don't worry I mean you can do what you want to do but it's a moment of victory for me to then again bring you back to this moment And then you go again and it's a moment of victory for me and you bring it back to this moment. And this smart tool is almost like cultivating a muscle for the mind. Because the more we get into the practice of meditation, it is really about, you know, cultivating muscle around your mind to be able to be in that present moment and to be more focused. So focus, present moment, I completely agree with you that it's very interrelated. Mm. You know, not straying into, yes, there's the past, there's the future. But it's also within this present moment where we are getting our mind distracted and really being more into the intention of what we're trying to focus on, which is what focus is about, really. Correct. It is that, what are you using focus for? Yeah. You know, there's one aspect which is saying, I want to focus more. Yeah. But what are you using the focus for? Yeah. You can focus perfectly on all those distracting thoughts that come. Mm. There is also focus. That's where your attention is going, right? Technically. Mm. But it is where you're using that focus that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll give you an interesting habit that we had spoken about many years ago. You asked me what were one of my first few podcasts. I think mm. this is one of the first few podcasts. It was that whenever you are working in a meeting, mm. right, and you get distracted by something else, catch yourself and put a tally mark on your page. Mm. So at the end of the meeting, you know how many times you were distracted in that meeting. Amazing. What an idea. Right? So just like your app talking about gamifying, this is something that probably, you know, at some point you can use as a way of measuring how many times you dist- got distracted in this meeting versus that meeting and yeah. hence see how you It's a you great improve. idea. It's a great product idea, actually. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this is, uh, this, is a, this is exactly what it is. Like probably yeah. if you'll ever do a Pomodoro technique, this would be a great one yeah. to add into it. Yeah. yeah. So meditation, right? When we talk about meditation, everyone freaks out. And mm. the first opening lines for everyone is I can't meditate, right? And in your meditation as well, you'll discuss this in the first few sentences of it. Tell me about why do people feel that they can't meditate? What is the deal with that? I think, I mean, whatever we've spoken and we do a lot of work with consumers. So, you know, there's there's two, three reasons why we're doing this. You know, we'll speak about the personal, but, you know, let's dial away from the personal for a bit and let's talk about the world's practice of meditation. Mm. You have about two and a half percent of the world's population who has a meditation practice. About 0.5% of the world's population which has a regular meditation practice. Oh, it's that much of a difference, huh? Yeah, so it's that much of a difference. Mm. And, you know, that we see it as a huge kind of blue sky in the opportunity to really impact 
people's lives and minds and you know the work that you're doing and all of us together in this domain the work that we're doing is actually we're trying to together build this dent now coming back to you know when we try to build this product our focus is really to be curious with consumers to try and understand why hmm. you know what is it that is really stopping them and our focus at the start has been on younger people you know really because typically with what habits i mean you look at people 12 standard 10th to 12th standard upwards okay so that young that young yeah because once the habit gets cultivated you know then it kind of stays with you for life i think most of us if we you know when we start going to the gym the gym becomes or even if it's not the, the gym the earlier we say, start the better the earlier yeah. we start the better and it's a habit then then stays Correct. through life so we realize that that's the smartest way to make the impact mm. um and then of course we've also we are also building for the older audiences and we see coincidentally we see the older audiences spending a lot more time on the practices than the younger <laughs> audiences but we try to be curious about you know what is it that is driving the younger audiences to not Correct. cultivate the practice so two or three things come out one is that it is perceived as religious or spiritual and that word tends to kind of put people off mm. so that's the first thing the second is that it's something my parents have said that i should do so automatically i have you know an affinity to not do it because it's something that my parents it doesn't feel have, cool yeah. it doesn't feel cool yeah so what we are really working on is to see how we can make meditation as cool as a six pack hmm. that is what we are focusing on and we see the parallel between you know 1950s 60s with what nike did with running it was you know just a sport with just you know olympic athletes who were seen running around a track field to it became ubiquitous so our focus is and as wherever we get the opportunity wherever we we only ask people saying if you're calling us to speak we request you bring a filled stadium so we can speak about it and we can speak about the benefits of this practice and why you can cultivate it do it through any other app do it through wherever you want you know we're not trying to sell you what we have correct but the practice itself has significant benefits for your own life yeah. which is what we're trying to do right now so the, you know coming back to your point which is these two or three things are the my parents have mentioned it once or twice it's religious it's spiritual it's not cool hmm. so that is what we are really trying to solve for over the next few years this is so interesting so we have a ngo called the light of life trust so my mom has started this ngo and it's about helping kids stay in school Hmm. So eighth standard onwards, because eighth standard is when most kids drop out of school in rural India. Hmm. So from eighth standard onwards, they are taught not just the subjects, but they taught meditation as well. Wow! So they taught a chakra-based meditation, different from the mindfulness-based meditation. Hmm. And it's so interesting seeing the children fall in love with the meditation. Yeah. Go home and teach it to their parents. Yeah. Right. It is that for them, especially, it, it is very new. Hmm. Right. Because they have not grown up hearing the word meditation. Correct. Right. Out here in urban India, we hear meditation quite loosely, hmm. but out there they hadn't. They didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So it's so interesting to see that difference yeah. between the. No, urban it's amazing world. work that you're doing, and 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 your mom is doing, and you know similarly. that's the work we've been doing also in schools in government schools and unaided schools and the kind of you know the testimonials we get after the sessions yeah. because you know mind band ho ke dhyan ho ke itna maza aaya ki wo feeling main aapko explain nahi kar sakta hu aur mujhe mujhe aur karna hai isko and then we are now getting the principals of different schools reaching out to us saying that you know why don't you guys Conduct, yeah, because we do typically a seven-day introduction session inside the school. Mm -hmm. So the only thing we request from the school is that we request saying that give us an open space where all the kids can sit together. Our teams go in 
and they are basically explaining to them what is happening to the mind when you're in the process of meditation why it's really a supercharger for your mind mm. you know making your mind sharper and then we make them go into a meditation practice so typically we have a good portable speaker setup that we take into the schools and then we you know make them experience it lovely and then that's typically a seven day exercise that we're doing so you know and the the feedback from the kids is brilliant then that is one way to break the coming back to your point about that preconceived notion the earlier it is and the first experience of it can be magical then it stays with then you through life right because especially for kids how do you describe the word bliss Right, mm. you can't describe the word bliss, and that technically that is what they're feeling in that moment. That shanti, mm. they come with a lot of stress mm. from home. Mm. How do they feel bliss? That mm. is the word that is there. Yeah, tell me something. You all did a lot of research around meditation. Mm. Let's geek out on some of the research. What is the stuff that you found out? Why meditation? Why is meditation good? What are the benefits? From a scientific point of view, after two thousand fifteen, the amount of research paper that's coming is increasing at next level. few of the things that we figured out that the gray volume the literally the volume of the brain increases when you are in a right practice regular practice of meditation mm. more brain cells more performance simple there is also this rewire that's on the very very long term hmm. you yeah. know so the gray matter changes the yeah. gray matter changes is uh, you know i mean again i think we should be careful not to over promise it hmm. because the gray matter changes are typically for you know the yogi level people who are sitting and doing meditation for 3 to 5 years inside a cave and over time they would have done close to 27000 hours of practice Correct. that's where you're really seeing gray matter changes but at the individual level you know there's a lot of and ayush is right about the sudden influx of peer reviewed papers with respect to the neuroscience of meditation i think you have people like dr andrew huberman you know the stuff that you guys are doing so many different people who are in the space really now talking about it from a very scientific perspective and what is clearly coming out is that within one week of a regular practice which is typically a 15 minute practice what people are seeing is changes in levels of stress hmm. so there is a reduction in levels of stress with one week of practice so one week of practice gives you a reduction in stress as one aspect of meditation yeah so this is i mean this is again been looked at with eeg led research hmm. so it's not a hey did you feel less stress but you know are really the signals in your mind connected to the eegs linking to that correct so one week is that uh, i went down that entire wormhole 5 years ago I bought two EEG machines and used them at home to see what is my mind like while meditating, what is my mind like while working, what is my mind like while working out. It was so one full trip that I was on at that point. And, and what were the results? It was quite interesting because you can see a dramatic shift that suddenly takes place. Hmm. Easier than EEGs. EEGs are a little painful to do because you need yeah, to get the contacts get just the, right exactly, and all of yeah. that. Heart rate variability is much easier to Correct. measure, yeah. and that also gives you a very interesting. pre meditation during meditation post meditation reading of hrv so that is something yeah. that love to geek out on yeah yeah i think company is coming to meet me for eeg just next week so we're going to newfeni newfeni yeah correct so we did some work with newfeni also hmm. you know we use their headsets to test hmm. did you see work. a difference in using the eegs yes so we did see a difference in that and we think we need to go now deeper with that work hmm. because again some of this you know work with scientific credibility is that we still don't feel we have the correct credentials to do a peer reviewed scientific paper yet so we're working on improving 
you know our ability to do that mm. but what we rely back on is a lot of the research which is already there so one week is around the reduction in stress right broadly saying trends with two weeks of 15 minutes of regular practice you are seeing increase in you know levels of uh, focus mm. so that is that and then over five years we people are starting to see with a regular practice about 30 minutes over five years what people call altered traits hmm so the altered hmm. traits where your mind can really you know do your it's, it's kind of altered like altered traits or altered states altered traits traits stuff so yeah so hmm. the altered traits in the sense of you know what you felt what your capacity was to increasing your capacity to do more hmm. so that and you know, basically increasing the capacity of your mind to do more hmm. or increasing the cognitive capability of your mind, of your mind. Right. so you know that's the 1 2 5 one week two weeks five years you know so that's the variability and then it's a scale you know how much can we really go and how much do we want to persevere and how much do we want to turn that really into a habit correct and you know make it part of our daily lives in fact that's the thing right we think about all these new things that we do to our life as hard work Mm. Right, and like in my book, I talk about this. We talk about the desire for change and the fear of change. Mm. So I want the benefit of the meditation and the changes in my traits, etc. But I can't take out one hour of my life to do this. Mm. I can't take out this much time to do this. Mm. So how do you go past that barrier? I think you know. There's. I would look at it in two ways. One is it's always good. I think when you look at the longer term picture, you know, because that often. kind of games your mind to say look that is what i'm going for so you know if i'm going to have a fit body and i know that by doing this for 15 minutes a day that is visible difference that i'm going to see then that's always good to kind of go back to the other thing that i think helps is making small commitments to yourself so with respect to habits one of the things we discovered when we were dealing with consumers is that we understood that most people said i will stick to a habit if i commit to myself and that's why after the first meditation that's completed on the app we ask you to commit to yourself for 3 days 5 days or 7 days and then there's a whole bunch of notifications and reminders that come to you saying that you know look you committed Boss, to yourself you committed you now committed to yourself hmm. it's like salman khan's dialogue right ek bar maine commitment kar diya to main apne aap ki bhi nahi sunta lovely so it's a bit like that so i think habits are you know bit of between the long term and really taking small small steps towards that long term and not making too many large commitments like i'm not going to sit and meditate 60 minutes tomorrow but let me start with if i want let me start with 5 minutes we've got that also on the app because we saw that users were saying look i you know 15 minutes a bit overwhelming so we've got a 21 day series for 5 minutes then we have an introduction series for like you know roughly between 12 to 15 minutes for 7 days so that eases people into the habit and once you've eased into the habit i believe you know and when you spoke about that how do you get people to feel bliss i think that's the inbuilt advantage of a practice of meditation is that the moment you spend those 15 days or 21 days you will feel inside of you you know a resonance which will say that look i want to come back to it so that is i think a good kind of mix of how all of this comes together very interesting all right we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break Welcome back to the Habit Coach podcast. Let's continue. There's one more thing that we need to discuss I think is something which I call spiritual peer pressure. Hmm. The more I'm reading the more I'm understanding maybe it's not about quantity. Hmm. It's quality. It's quality. Hmm. 
बट टू रीच दैट स्टेट स्टार्ट विथ क्वान्टिटी तो वट आवर सेंग फर्स्ट अंडरस्टैंड बी एम्पेथेटिक टूवर्ड्स योर सेल्फ इट माइट नॉट बी द इजिएस्ट इट्स नॉट लाइक ईटिंग अ जंक फूड राइट वी आर रिवायरिंग द एनिमल ब्रेन we are rebooting the androids in our brain somewhere down the line if it's easy everyone would be doing not 2% mm. so first there is that empathy that love towards the practice and towards self that mm. acceptance needs to be there second down the line you have to do it it needs to be done needs to be done needs to be inside you you need to put it in action yourself yeah you need to mm. all these things will help you but make peace within you need to sit how did you all decide on this particular format of meditation so we are doing a fairly wide variety because what we see also with the practice of meditation is that each person has their own so as we're building the product our goal is to ultimately fit the right style of meditation with the right person because for some people the mindfulness approach really works for some people visualization really works for some people it's the chanting or the mantra based meditation that really works but within each we are trying to do deep work to make that meditation relevant such that it can be catered to be built into a habit correct so you know the introduction series that we have around mindfulness is a 7 day series which really takes you through different tools and techniques of mindfulness it's really like a a summary of all the tools and techniques of mindfulness in terms of you know like really skilling your mind to be in that moment mm. similarly with mantra based meditation you know what we've noticed in the you know the meditation practices available outside is that when people attach to a mantra based meditation they don't really connect with it because they don't connect with the meaning of the mantra mm. and any mantra based meditation is really about connecting the meaning of the mantra correct so you know let's say that we pick up a mantra and then we are explaining what that mantra is doing to you or really what's the meaning of that mantra so you know is the mantra if i take for example and uh, bring in the mindfulness into the mantra almost yes yes you know one is the mindfulness and second is the connect so if mm. i can illustrate with an example and mm. we are working right now on across a variety of mantras across religions lovely because you know we believe that that is again the opportunity you know so like for example Not every religion has a mantra that's the thing it's so interesting but it's been lost across time yeah exactly hmm. so for example we were consulting with a master hmm. who said that you know how in hinduism you have om hmm. and he was speaking to an audience in the middle east and he said to them he said you will not chant om you chant al correct now what we are trying to do is really increase the connectivity with the mantra with the audience so let's take for example the hare krishna maha mantra which is basically the chanting of hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare correct now over 7 days what we are doing in that is that we are basically you know the whole ethos of the hare krishna maha mantra is you're doing two parts one is you know krishna loves butter hmm. so you're really pushing your impurities to the top hmm. and you know churning 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 that butter to the top saying krishna come and eat that butter now so that's one part of you know getting connected to the mantra the second meaning of hare krishna is that come krishna so it's like you know come to me whether you believe in krishna whether you believe in you know whichever entity you believe in correct come to me and find divinity divinity come rest in me 
you know so that is the other part of and then you do a bit of chanting and you know reflecting on that chanting so the moment we take people through the journey of the mantra what that mantra really means mm. and what that mantra is doing to you then you can stay in a mantra meditation practice as you go along so Correct. on the mindfulness side what are the different tools what are the different skills you know the smiling tool that i spoke about which is that as your mind wanders you catch that wandering thought with a smile and compassion and bring it back compassion and bring it back or you know whether it is with respect to this mantra based meditation and then visualization is a whole new world correct because visualization you know opens up a lot of possibilities we've got a great coach on the app uh, saloni suri so she's done a bunch of really good visualizations with respect to you know how you see your parents appearing in front of you how you see your family and friends appearing and they're putting things into a goblet and then you drink that goblet so all the good thoughts of Are coming into you yeah all like uh, you know then within visualization also it's uh, you know the pranic healing school is really focused on visualization hmm. you know so there's what we're trying to derive is from the best schools correct and how do we then make the content more relevant modern how do we break it down really into aspects and then cater to the audience such that they can transform it into a habit for themselves that's what really we are focusing on and then there is you know we also believe that meditation is not the only way because you need for yourself to really level up and transform you need a good mind you need to nourish yourself with good food uh, you need good sleep you need good thoughts so all of that we're trying to put together in a single package so we've got uh, and of course you need to you know you need to nourish your body as well with the workouts we need to talk about the food part for sure because mm. what you feed your brain is not just your thoughts but actual food that goes into it yeah i want to touch upon the meditation but i want to give my two cents on this mm. so the beauty of this is that you can pick and choose the way that i do it is i pick and choose the meditation for the task that i have at hand mm. so if i'm doing a meditation for say full moon meditation mm. right where you're planning for the next lunar cycle what it is that you're going to be doing etc mm. whether you believe in it or not it's just a nice time frame that you use correct so at that point of time i use visualization because i want to visualize what's going to happen in the next yes. month yes right if i'm in a car Hmm. right i will listen to a prem chalisa or i would listen to like a om namah shivaya or the krishna ma mantra to get me in the zone for where i'm going or hmm. what i'm about to do hmm. so if it's an empathy based thing that i'm going to do i'll listen to a different one if it's a target oriented based one i'll listen to a different one hmm. and i'm parsi so i have nothing to do with religion right it is hmm. just the way that your body and your mind feels on these particular meditations in the same way i use a mindfulness meditation when i want to focus on a particular task at that point of time mm. right so i use these different forms of meditation at different times and my mm. main practice of meditation is the chakra based meditation mm. so it is across the board that i am free flowing yeah. depending on what i want to use the meditation for mm. so like you said it's a tool and it's amazing to have a variety of tools in your Yeah. basket otherwise everything yeah. looks like a nail to you know the adage right if you have a hammer everything looks like a nail yeah. but if you have a variety of these you can pick choose and do what you want with yeah. them no so interesting that you spoke about the you know time so for example we have a pre exam meditation mm. and then we have before an important task correct and then often sometimes what you're starting to do is you're starting to combine different practices in that one meditation just to be able to bring your mind back to the center correct so that's the fun part of you know building this and putting it really together so that no matter what the practice no matter what the you know the moment you have something to do and it's your mind right like what do you actually like connecting with many people are social people they like connecting 
with a social environment hmm. right so you have lots of these bhajans that have been sung in public hmm. so you hear multiple voices right so for example do you all read ramdas yeah so yeah. ramdas brilliant right so in one of ramdas's audio thing at the end there is one full 20 minute shri ram jay ram jay jay ram chant where everyone's chanting because everyone's singing it you actually get into harmony with everyone singing hmm. so it's a beautiful different approach to the same kind yeah. of mantra bhajan that you're talking yeah. about yeah and i think i mean at the end of it all of it is coming down to how can we help the maximum number of people use themselves as an instrument to deliver the larger good hmm. the best of themselves acting each individual acting in their highest identity to deliver the work that they are supposed to deliver correct which is ultimately you know the goal of all of this yeah. each one at the highest level of where they are supposed to be at you know so you were talking to me about this before the podcast I'll give a little preamble and then you can continue so you listen to osho in one of his talks he talks about how when adam and eve ate from the tree of wisdom basically they became intellectual they started working from their mind which is where all the hell started right and which is where they got trapped in this particular world it's a very interesting theory do listen to that video at some point of time you were talking about this as well right you were talking about a big change happened for you when you stopped thinking only from the mind and started thinking of the heart can you please tell me a little bit about that where i come from hmm. logic is given a lot of weightage iit wherever hmm. like <laughs> since bachpan ha I think I was conditioned that logic is the way life works. If it can't be explained, means it's not true. Hmm. And I was a hardcore logic person. I'm still am, but it's a tool now rather than my entire reality. What I realized, things are simple and needs to be simple. And in the process, we started exploring myself, all the thing. And towards the end, it's all how easy is it to listen effectively if you can listen to your heart. it will guide you to the right direction what is listening to your heart feel like or sound like very interesting or? question i had a similar question so let's say there are two voices inside us the voice of a brain and the voice of the heart the characteristic difference between the voice of a heart and the brain is heart is very simple it doesn't change and there is a silence after that it doesn't change the voice of the brain is analytical and changes with new information so the voice of the heart is non debating for non-debating, example non debating very calming it might be illogical hmm. but it is it might not it, make sense right it now. might not make sense and sometimes because of all the distraction we are not able to listen to the heart but heart is so powerful it starts communicating to you through gut feeling through intuition but it communicates hmm. there is that voice that comes in and we should respect that because please understand the, the working memory all that thing is very small part of our brain there's so many things that's inside matlab we should not even like it so that we haven't begun to understand yeah and mm. that's a big big thing inside and you would have noticed that all the cliche knowledge wake up on time yeah be kind to other people it's there in the market but it's not unlocked inside me i know it but i can't do it right it happens so effectively all these meditation please practice please nourish the brain please do the workout please nourish everything because it's very important for that cliche knowledge to become your reality and you will be like i knew this but now you will have a you'll feel it you feel it and then you're like i knew it <laughs> and then you'll smile 
right? And I think that's life. So, so give me an example of when you listen to your heart and not the mind or tell me a story about this exploration that you had. Yesterday, let's say. Yesterday, we have Mondays off in office because we don't believe in... So, I'm very... How to put... I'm on my me time. I'm a person who needs time to recharge. And one of my friends was reaching out, reaching out. Earlier, let's just say some time back, I'd be like, oh, the entire week will be heavy. I need to recharge myself. It's not logical. Can't be there for one person all the time. And logical find many reasons not to do what you don't want to do. And then yesterday itself, like there was that, just do it. It's fine. What will happen? And there was no if else. There was a silence. But the brain... Thousand reasons not to do, thousand reasons to do. That one line, just do it. Be, give time, help. That all these things, once you start following your heart more fearlessly, I think things become simpler. It's not very hard. That's my observation of... So do you also have this experience of, you know, listening to your heart instead of the mind? What has been your thoughts and experience on this? You know, before this, when we were outside, you mentioned one thing which is about Maybe we'll touch upon this, but you mentioned for ayahuasca, you need to be able to cultivate the right process to be able to receive. Correct. So I think with respect to listening to your heart versus listening to your mind also, it's really about cultivating yourself to receive. For me, I mean, yes, Ayush gave an example of within daily life. For me, there was this one kind of aha moment where the heart superseded the mind. It was a workshop that I was doing with my teams. And, uh, you know, it was a two-day workshop run by my coach, Saloni, who I spoke about, who's also on the app, Correct. recorded her meditations. But the first day of the workshop was really a lot about self-discovery, knowing yourself. What happens typically, you know, and I'm just trying to correlate it to that environment that you're talking about, which is, you know, cultivating that environment. So what is happening to the first day was we were cultivating this environment where we were stilling everything and we were shutting everything out and we were really going into the practice of knowing ourselves. So, you know, my orientation is more towards people pleasing. My fear confrontation is a bit lower than most people. You know, so really looking into specific tools to uncover yourself and going into things like what can I delegate? What can I tolerate? What should I really focus on? What's my long-term vision? So the moment you start doing those things to yourself and again, bringing back this topic or this idea of churning, you know, you're churning yourself, you're basically creating an inner environment for success. Mm. When I was doing that workshop with her, it was over five years ago. And I was dealing with a problem at that point in time because I was five years into a journey where I needed to smoke a joint to go to sleep every night. And I was stuck. And the last two years out of those five years, I was using the mind. I would wake up every morning. I would Google how to get rid of a drug habit. I would Google negative effects of hash on the mind. I would read those papers. And then night, I had it in my hand. You know, I wasn't able to get out of that habit. Then that day, because that day we had spent on really cultivating ourselves, I felt courageous enough because I hadn't spoken to anybody till then that this is a problem I'm dealing with. You know, it's typically when you have a drug. Saloni didn't know about this at that point. Of she time. didn't know about hmm. it. Because it's an embarrassing habit. You know, it's not something that... You want to publicly talk about necessarily. Yeah. And, you know, you can't talk like, for example, I couldn't talk to my parents about it because... Thappad you would have gotten. Thappad and also I was ashamed. Correct. You know, there's an element of 
you know, I think some of the things that we can't talk to people about are also actually some of the things we're inherently ashamed of. Mm. So <laughs> it's the stuff that we need to talk to people about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then I, you know, opened up to her saying, "This is the problem that I'm facing." And the words she said to me resonated. You know, coming back to the topic of mind versus heart, resonated straight in the heart, because what she said to me is, "Look, really, what's happening to you is that you are constantly getting high." because you're not actually high on your own life so for different people the line may hit differently or the line may be different but that one hit straight to me in my heart and there was no debate on that there was no like you know to his point about there is no right wrong in that there was no like hey no no actually i'm doing so many things i'm building so many things how can you say such a thing to me there was none of that that was like no this is absolutely true that was when my journey with meditation began So that night she gave me a meditation and I think somewhere there was a as I started reading I started discovering that thought which was a conscious thought which she had said to me and which had jolted me you know again that's where the connection between the heart and the mind because ultimately the heart experiences it but sends it back to the mind mm. and that meditation I think helped me then cultivate it into a subconscious nice so you know the thoughts which are sitting which are our pure thoughts then permeate into our subconscious and that was the last night that was my last joint the joint i had before that was my last joint correct so there was no joint after that i quit cold turkey i started you just realized you didn't need it anymore it wasn't serving a purpose in it wasn't life. serving a purpose in my life and that habit switch mm. you know the overnight habit switch i think often the thing with habits is that you know if you can cultivate the need or the real core need for the habit for yourself correct then that habit finds its way to you you know that is that long term anchor that we spoke about earlier as well absolutely i keep talking about this when it comes to bad habits right we think about bad habits and good habits but bad habits were serving a purpose at one point of time in your life right it was giving you that high that wasn't there from life it was serving some form of purpose hmm. till you realize that this was purpose does not needed anymore yeah right you must have started smoking for some reason yeah so it was okay at that point of time it was serving hmm. a purpose but then once it stops serving a purpose learning how to let go of it Hmm. is where the key happens hmm. and when that penny drop moment happens you realize okay i can let go of this i can probably replace it with something else hmm. that i need hmm. in your case meditation hmm. right and then you suddenly realize that there's a difference in the way that yeah the habit yeah. changes yeah all right so this was the first part of our discussion about understanding the mind we get into a very interesting conversation in part 2 where we share a lot about our personal journeys so make sure that you listen to part 2 coming up next. Now if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are IVM podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to my website awesome180.com. Now I have just published my first book. It is called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Please do check it out on Amazon and wherever else you get your books.